Hi there, and welcome to Fantasy for the Ages, the show where father and son sit down and talk about fantasy books. I'm the son of that equation, Zach. And I'm the father, Jim. And it's great to have you with us here today. And as you can see, it's great to have Zach with us today. Because there's been a lot of content again coming out with just me. And it's lots of fun when I get to do this with my son. And we've got one of those episodes for you today. But it's a good we one. Do that, I've been waiting for it all year. You have, literally. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we talk about that stuff, we got to talk about the stuff I never get to talk about any other time. What? Zach, how are you doing? I- I'm I'm fine. I'm here. Uh, Yay! <laughs> I've been doing some last minute Christmas shopping because I'm bad at that. Uh, but, you know, I'm getting it done at least so there's yeah, that you still have i mean a couple what, days uh, by the time this comes days, out six none. if you open on christmas eve hmm. Hmm. which do you guys do do you open on christmas or christmas eve um here with Rachel's family christmas i'm sorry that's okay <laughs> okay my christmas shopping's done we've been good we have some more stuff to go to you and Rach and Roly sitting in a box waiting to get to the post office. You sure it's sitting in a box box waiting to go to the post office? Uh, I'm quiet. Because mom just texted me saying there was something that got shipped. Oh, crap. Nope. Maybe she took it with her this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it was there, but you're right. It might be gone now. So <laughs> she probably took care of it. Yay. And when I say just, I mean like within the last... 10 15 minutes before we we're recording she texted well, me that's pretty good you know she takes care of that stuff i, I just oh, do what she there's a me. reason why your present is shipped directly to you because if it came to me you'd be getting it next christmas yeah oops so, that works for me uh, how are you doing i'm doing fine uh busy you know trying to get some things done here this week i don't work friday so i just have a four-day work week and I'm not traveling this week, so I have the time to get some things done. But now it's how many things can I get done? Mm. But other than that, I'm doing fine. Your mom and I were away for the weekend, did a nice little getaway in Hood River, a little wine and Christmas soiree thing. And it was cool, mm-hmm. but not too far away. And the weather was great. So that was fun. And uh, your mom's getting over a cold. That's so that part's fun. not so fun, but that's what Dayquil and Nyquil are for. It's not COVID. Well, that's good. (laughs) Are you drinking anything? Just some totally generically branded, not sponsored cola. Uh, I'm actually having a drink today. I have a nice dirty vodka martini. So is this celebratory you reached camel weight or? No, I am close. This is, I needed to get a refill on my medication, and I started again tomorrow. So, going to have mm. a drink today. Mm. <laughs> well, enjoy it while you can. That's exactly right. And to explain any more about the rest of that is too much information. So, going on, I want to say thank you to all of you. Welcome, YouTubers. We are up to 670 now today which is fun. We've been climbing. We've got over 100 new subscribers in just the last four weeks. See, I'm sitting here almost offended uh, by the fact that we're at 670 because like a day or two ago, you showed me that we were getting close, but then you didn't send me a picture when we actually hit 666. It happened yesterday. 
And if you were on our social media presence more, you would know that. Because <laughs> I did a whole to-do on there. It was it very fun. Getting there is not the same as it getting sent directly to me. I want to feel special sometimes. Do you now? Well, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I can solve that somehow. Uh, yeah, I, I can do something about that. I, I do want to let you know why it was on social media. I decided to toss it out there that since we'd hit this diabolical number, mm -hmm. there it is. Boom. There it is. Take a screenshot Beautiful. when we hit there. But again, we're four past it now. When we hit the number, I sent it out to our followers. Okay, I should read something demon-based, I guess, or something, you know? So I gave them some choices. And the book that is winning by a landslide so far, Good Omens. So oh. I already have that on my list and it'll just be something I can, you know, read sooner because the fans are telling me raise it higher. That probably won't be too grueling. No, no, I think you re you've read Good Omens, haven't you? I haven't actually read it. Uh, it's on my list for a bit. Rach read it. She really enjoyed it. OK. Hmm. But again, thank you to all of you that are participating watching our videos, commenting, get lots of comments, and I always respond, and once in a while, Zach might see them and jump in too. Who knows? <laughs> but he does care as well. You care, right, Zach? Oh, I care. Absolutely. See? You care. If you want to keep this fun going, don't forget to like this video down below. Uh, subscribe if you haven't su subscribed yet. Again, you can leave comments to this one, and we'll talk to you. And in the show notes, all the ways that you can interact with Zach and I are there. Our Discord server, social media, even an email address. And we do have a Patreon. Thank you to those of you who already support us on Patreon. Now, what are we going to talk about here today? This Books. is our annual what, Zach? Uh, it's our top 10 books and things books might be an understatement that we read in this past year in this case 2023 all right and this is not trying to say these are the best books that existed nor that is we it read. the this objectively is... best written books that each of us read at these given times critically acclaimed we're not authors we aren't we aren't even really writers so we don't have the credibility to say that we're fans that's what we are. We're fans. And so as fans, we can say of the books that we read this year, these were our favorites. Yep. And we'll be going from bottom to top, sharing with you very briefly the books and maybe what it was that we liked about it. This is not a spoiler episode, so we're not going to tell you the plots of the stories. We're just sharing the books that we really liked and maybe a couple of things about why. But that's it. Now and it'll be interesting to see if we have any anything matching because we read a lot of different things from each other this year i don't think this year we're gonna have anything that lines up it's possible yeah there were a couple of ground rules we established for the lists as we created them uh one is that we're not ever listing multiple books from the same series which is good because i read a lot of different series and some were really good and that could be a lot of books then and that's boring so well to be fair, last year, we didn't exactly specify that. And your list consisted of two series. <laughs> so we may pick a book 
from a series that we read and tell you our favorite from that series. Or we might just say the series we read and put that in a slot. You know, it's up to us individually on how we do that. But there are not multiple appearances from any one series in our list of 10. So that's one ground rule. And the second, none of these are rereads. I did some rereads this year. You did some rereads this year, I think. A couple little things. I yeah, yeah. Maybe. So I don't even know if I counted them in my books read. To make our list, it had to be the first time we were reading it. How many books are you drawing from, Zach? Currently, 60. I'm very close to getting to 62 books this year. Um, but I have two that are still not quite finished. Probably will by the end of the year. But as it stands, I'm at 60. So double what I had last year. And that might be an all-time high for you in a given year, especially with adult-sized books. Yeah, I don't know if I had the adult-sized income to support this as a child. Uh, <laughs> Wait, you had my income supporting whatever you read. Yeah. There were a lot of small little scholastic books you could have. There was a certain level of limit to what was reasonable to ask for. Mm, I don't remember ever telling you no about a book, though. Not books, directly, man. but there's that moment of like, I've already asked for seven this month. It feels really bad to ask for another two or so. So it's just like the internalized guilt, you know? When your parents are both educators, we tend to say yes to books. Now, when you ask for another video game, that was more like, well, how much money you got saved up? <laughs> I don't know. I distinctly remember going to Barnes and Noble with my saved up quarters to buy books. And I'm sure the workers thought it was adorable, well, they, even though you think in your memory did. that they, they were probably cringy. hated counting it. <laughs> now, for me, I've been through an all-time high 145 books this year. And I'm still not Insane. done. This is mid-December here. We got like 13 days to go. I will finish at least one or two more books, I'm sure. And I'm wow. sure there are people out there in the world that read double, triple as much as you have. But that is an insane number to me. Reading is my favorite thing to do, and I went into it with commitment this year, not just for the pleasure of it, though it was very pleasurable, but also so I could keep having things to talk about on the channel, and that is motivating for me. So I kept plowing through things, but a lot of them may have been on Audible. It's still at 1.0, man. I don't rush on Audible. I can't do that. So legit, I put in a lot of hours here, and it was blissful. Average page count was about 350 pages for the things I read. So there were some shorter. The, the longest was over 1,000 pages. But that's what Goodreads tells me. My average was about 350. That makes me feel a little bit better. Because my average okay. was 525. Mm. Well, cred, dude. Good job. Let's get talking to the books then, eh? And uh, would you like to go first? Or I would love I? to because I have an honorable mention. Oh, okay. I put no honorable mentions on here this I year. I included so. one that does not reach my top 10, but it was so close. And honestly, if one or two of these that are in the top of my list aren't series that I was counting, in addition to just the book, it might have made it. And it ultimately came down to there were just certain sections of it that I didn't love as much as other sections of it. And that would be The Trials of Ashmount. Nice. It doesn't quite crack my top 10, but it was worthy of getting an honorable mention. And ah. I am excited to read the sequel, though I have not gotten to it yet. Give John Palladino a shout out. Absolutely. That was his debut book. And it came out in 2022, late 2022. 
but I read it in January of this year. So, I mean, it's in the runnings for me to think about. Maybe I read it maybe in May, I think. Okay. So honorable mention, but not quite good enough because you had 10 things that were even better in your opinion. I had, unfortunately, more than 10 things, but 10 things including series. Yes. Well, keep up the good work, John. All right. I have no honorable mentions. I'm jumping right into it. This was the year of Sanderson and Mm -hmm. his secret novels. I have to admit, the secret novels have me almost feeling like there's a little too much Cosmere going on. However, the one secret novel that was not Cosmere is my number 10, The Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England. This book gets bashed by real Sanderstans and Cosmere fans. They're like, it's weak. It's not of the same caliber. And I'm like, screw that. This was just fun. I love this delightful. Yes, I have content on it already that they can find. So I don't have to talk about it more, but that was a strong number 10 for me. I probably enjoyed this Sanderson book more than anything I have in quite a while. Uh, What's your number 10? My number 10 is also a Sanderson book because this year got me around to getting to Mistborn Era 2. Specifically, I put in Shadows of Self. It's the top of those for me personally. And while it wasn't anything that blew me out of the water of this is the best book ever, uh, this series was very fun to dive back into Allomancy and all of the Mistborn stuff and the greater Cosmere connections. And so it was a very fun continuation in Cosmere that I at least have not felt like there's been too much. But I also haven't read all the secret stuff yet, so who knows? Yeah, and please don't, you know, take it as I'm bashing the Cosmere. I like the Cosmere. The story's great and all, but the secret novels were just, uh, for me, I I wasn't like, so incredible. I don't think they're those kind of novels in the first place. They're just adding filler to the whole Cosmere a bit. Number nine. For this one, I have a series. I'm just dropping the whole series in instead of one book. Because the series kind of feels like one big book. And this is a zombie apocalypse series I found this year. A New World by John O'Brien. Ten books that I just zipped right through. I mean, it was like rush, 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 rush. Because they were easy to consume. This was a series that was based primarily in the Pacific Northwest. Mm -hmm. So I was familiar with the area. The locations that were being talked about. I could picture things really well. And uh, I just enjoyed the angle on zombie apocalypse here. By the way, there are no zombies in this series. They're zombie-like creatures, but they're not dead. They've just been mutated. That happens. Yeah. These are all pretty short books, but definitely fun. The Adventures of John Walker. No, Jack Walker. Sorry, John is the author. John O'Brien writes about Jack Walker. It's okay. There's been a number of Jacks, Johns, and Walkers of sorts. (laughs) So that's my number nine, A New World series, which was hard to type because every time I try to say A New World series, it tries to capitalize it to be, you know, A A New New World World series. series. Uh, What's your number nine? My number nine is going back to another series that I believe made my list last year, but I'd only read the first book last year. This is the Gentleman Bastard sequence. This year rounding out the pick is actually Red Seas Under Red Skies, the second book. 
had I included the first book in the series, it might be higher on the list as that first book is the best so far, mm. but they are still quite entertaining and do make my top 10. I have yet to touch those, but maybe next year. It's just, there's so much on the list ahead of it. Number eight for me is a book that I'm surprised to see I liked this much, but it earned its way here against my initial hatred. Disgust is maybe the better word. Number eight is We Break Immortals by Thomas mm. Howard Riley. This is the single longest book I read this year. This one is well over a thousand pages. And the whole first 15%, I was like, what? I hate the way this author's writing. I hate the characters. They're stupid and disgusting. And, and really, it was one particular character that re really got me. But I've talked about that in other episodes. The point is, despite the bumpy start, the book is strong enough and excellent enough in what it does introduce it. It totally won me over and makes it up to number eight on this list. Must so, have landed the finish. Oh, he did. He did. It is solid grimdark. I mean, it's grimy grimdark. And grimy, the grimy. deaths that happen in this book, this man has a sick mind. I mean, the creative destruction of bodies. Nah. For that alone, you should check this book out sometime. <laughs> this is book one of a series where he's written nothing else yet, but he's definitely going to be writing more because it was very successful and you need more in this series. Okay. That's my eight. What's your eight? My number eight is, again, something I read the first book of last year, The Rhaeyra Chronicles. In this slot, I slip in that last book, Heir of Navron. Okay. It's an entertaining read. It has a great set of characters nice little cast that you can really grow to love and enjoy and see develop and really for the characters you might go back and read the sequel slash prequel series because i don't think it's necessarily going to be something that like you need that story you just love the characters there are more books written in this world too not just connected to these characters but like there's a jump back in time and there's a previous era that he's written stuff about. I haven't touched any of that yet. By the way, the author is... Sullivan. Yes, Michael Sullivan. But there's a middle initial... J? Michael J. Sullivan. That sounds right. I like I, that. I, it's like I know the authors. Will I always know how to say all the authors and or recall them off the top of my head? No, I didn't <laughs> write them down. <laughs> I'm a little hazy on the author because it was much longer ago that I read these than you. Michael J. Sullivan, Michael R. Sullivan. I think it's J. Yeah, it sounds right. It, it sounds right. I just don't know if it is. Let's move on. Number seven for me is again from zombie apocalyptic literature. I go with a book I don't know how to pronounce. Hurrieth? Hurrieth? I'll be putting a graphic. It'll be sitting right here in the middle of us. They'll see the book. Okay. Hurrieth? It's number 16 in Mark Tufo's Zombie Fallout series. And what's significant about this book is it's the end of the primary storyline. It wraps it up with a bow. It's done. Then he starts with book 17, telling more stories of Michael Talbot and his adventures in this world and stuff he, you know, skipped over in the main storyline or things that are also parallel timeline things. He's just being creative and people want more. So I've got book 21 waiting for me to read now. Mm. It's downloaded already. He just keeps putting them out. But this one, 
the finish of the excellent zombie fallout series definitely earned a place in my top 10 that's number seven uh for number seven it was a new author for me i quite enjoyed her work this is rf kwong's the poppy war trilogy nice uh, it was very interesting for me fresh take on fantasy getting some of that more eastern culture influences but also having some serious elements of grimdark and really hitting into some deeper concepts that made me very very excited to be reading what i'm currently reading which is also by her ah uh, yes mm, i gotta remember that and get it up on our title screen background screen RF Kwong, Poppy War, is on my TBR high enough that I might get to it next year. We'll see. So, you know, in the low hundreds. Well, I mean, anything that's, yeah, 145 or under is fair game next year, right? <laughs> okay. Number six. Pines. Book one of the Wayward Pines trilogy by Blake Crouch. Now, I read the whole trilogy, loved the whole trilogy. There's a TV adaptation that I haven't finished yet because mom was getting bored, but I do need to finish mm. the adaptation. I was liking it. The books are fantastic, but book one is the best because it's the most surprising. Mm. Okay? There's reveals that you don't see coming. You know something's going on, and then when you finally figure out what's going on, you're like, wait, that's what's going on? Now, then once you go to further things books, in two and three... Like but you know what kind of vibe you're getting into. Exactly. It's not quite as shocking and impressive. Still good. I, I give props to the whole Wayward Pines trilogy, but book one, Pines, is the one that gets my number six slot. How about you? So this year, a book came out that is not in my top ten list by Brent Weeks' Night Angel Nemesis. That did not make the list. However, I did finish the trilogy that had brought into this this year, and so... Night Angel, the trilogy, ah, does the make my trilogy. list as I, after having read the first book, I think over a year ago, got back <laughs> in, read the second and the third. It was really a year of book twos for me. A lot of these yes. different series, book two was like my favorite in the series. And that's the case here as Shadow's Edge was my favorite. Okay, nice. That is a really good trilogy, which only emphasizes how disappointed we were in Night Angel Nemesis. I was not There's as hope. disappointed as you were, though. Okay, that's fine. But most of the fandom is with me on this one. It's a bloated novel. There's a crux of a story there that we can work with, and hopefully what he writes in the future on it will be better. But he just... too much. Before I go on to the second half of the list, number five, I did think of an honorable mention. Okay. And it's I'll one give that it to you. I'm going to say it because it breaks the rules. And that's why it's an honorable mention. It can't be on here. It was a reread. But it's right below me. The Dark Tower series. Now, mm. it's a reread from like 30 years ago that honestly, book six, and now I'm on the last book, book seven, I don't remember. I know I read them. I do not remember at all the the, the story. I, like I have a I have a teeny bit tucked in the back of my head of what happens at the end of this book, book seven now. Mm -hmm. But the events I'm reading right now, I do not remember these at all, which just blows my mind. I remembered the earlier books, and even book five, Wolves of the Kala, 
I didn't remember it super well going into it, but as I was reading, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. Oh yeah, I know what's coming next. Oh yeah, and I and it was like one of my favorites. I remembered mm-hmm. that then. But book six, Song of Susanna, the only thing I remembered was I didn't like it last time. And it was still my least favorite, but I liked it better now. And book seven, now the big finish. I just don't remember. So it's like I'm reading it for the first time. It is Stephen King's epic fantasy, but it also ties in almost everything Stephen King has written into the Dark Tower series. It's amazing what he's done, and I'm loving it. So I can't give it one of the top 10 because it breaks the rules. But we can give it an honorable mention. So in that case, what's your number five? Number five is something I resisted reading for many years, but it gets on here now. Patrick Rothfuss's The Kingkiller Chronicle. Mm. I read The Name of the Wind. I read The Wise Man's Fear. I read The Slow Regard of Silent Things. And most recently, I read... What did he end up calling it now? It was originally The Lightning Thief. Now it's called... It's on our title screen, but over to the side where you can't see it. It's it's off to the edge. Mm. Anyways, there's two novellas... And there's two novels, and we're still waiting for the final book. It's been 13 years waiting for the final book of this trilogy. That's why I wasn't going to read it, but it was so good. And I just recently read that last novella, and again, it sucks you right in. I'm like, this is not the kind of reading I usually enjoy. It's so prosy, but it's so good prosy that... His storytelling ability. Ugh, you looked it up. What is it? Yeah, I had the beginning of it in my head. I didn't have the rest. The narrow road between desires. There you go. It, it, I mean, it just rolls off your tongue. <laughs> it's a great novella, too. But how Rothfuss tells a story is so engaging. You just get caught right in. I, I definitely get it. He's an awesome writer. Tells a great story. I want the rest, and hopefully we'll get it sooner rather than later him just putting out this revised and larger version of this short story gives me hope you know he is capable of still putting out more content in this world so give us that last book dude we want it but that's my number five they wore me down the fans made me read it and they were right what's your number five my number five is one of the largest appearing in your list from last year as I read The Expanse this year. Uh, great series, James S.A. Corey. I went ahead and I had, I had to think about this and was like, okay, what's my top of them, though? And I think at the end of the day, the first book, Leviathan Wakes, hits my number one slot for the series shortly after it being Leviathan Falls. And so both of those were right there for it. It's just It's a great sci-fi series uh, hitting into a variety of things while also being ultimately a story about people and getting to see characters grow and develop over time. Okay. Um, uh, We did a recent episode talking about what we really think about The Expanse. You asked what my ranking of the books were. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't remember. But when I edited the video, I went and put in a list of my ranking. I did it. Now I can't remember. <laughs> so if you all want to know what my favorite book was, go, go watch back that other and video, look at that video. It came out recently. He'll never tell I, me again. 
I think my favorite was book three. That's the one with Clarissa Mao, right? Uh, the first with her, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, that's the one I think I listed. I really like that story, man. That is so good and intense in so many ways. Uh, number four, we're getting up there now, is another trilogy. But I'm picking a book from it and then highlighting the whole trilogy. I'm giving you Wool, which is book one mm. of Hugh's Silo trilogy. Now, this has that delightful little story to it that Apple TV was rolling out the show Silo, and you reached out saying, hey, did you know uh, that's based on some books? Have you read them? Any of you? You you shared it with the whole family, I think. Or maybe it's just your sister and I. I don't remember, but something like that. Like, I had no idea there were books. So I went and looked them up and read them and loved them, and you still haven't read the books, have you? Nope. <laughs> So you spurred me reading it and have yet to read them, but reading other they things. were fantastic. And for the same reason that Pines, book one of Wayward Pines is the best, Wool, book one of Silo is the best. The most surprises, the most reveals, I feel like, happen there. And then the tone has been set. There's more reveals, more surprises, but the first book is the best one. The other two are just good. And I enjoyed the entire trilogy. What's your number four? My number four is the First Law Trilogy by Joe Abercrombie. Specifically, I loved how this series was concluded. It was really one big story along the three. So Last Argument of Kings gets my number four slot. It was really... I'm pretty sure this was on my list last year, actually. Yeah. Good it stuff. It was kind of a masterclass in how to do a trilogy, how to do Grimdark, and how to make compelling morally gray characters. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Lord Grimdark himself there, Joe Abercrombie. He, he just knocks it out of the park there. I really look forward to getting back to that world. Eventually there's six more books waiting. Just so many other things to read, but I'm going to get there. Number three for me is a self-published author. <sighs> Ooh, I was so delighted and pleasantly surprised when I read The Return of the Knights by Gregory Cantaxis, mm. the first book in the Dance of Light sequence that he intends to write. Book two is coming soon, but he has put out a prequel novel that I also read recently, The Night of the Moon, mm. and it's delightful as well. I, Heck, it might even be better than book one because you have the context of book one. Without the context of book one, it, it's not so great. But I enjoyed that book really well, uh, but both of these. So The Return of the Knights, it, I've got an episode on it again, but in short, why do I like it? It's classic fantasy. It's just good stuff. It's a great story. There's honestly nothing absolutely shocking but everything's satisfying. It's a good tale. I enjoyed it, and it's really well written. And it's originally written in Greek and then translated to English, and you never know it. And I've read books in other languages translated to English, and you can feel it. Mm -hmm. There's a little stiltedness to it at times. Yeah. Not this. I'm like, really? This isn't the original language? I'm <laughs> shocked. Now, he's worked really hard to make sure it reads that way. But, uh, wow. Wow. Can't recommend The Return of the Knights enough. 
So you guys listening, watching, if you haven't read it yet, go read that book. It's worth it. What's your number three? My number three is less of a classic in vibe, but it was a nice surprise to me just because I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. This is Pierce Brown's Red Rising series. Oh, yeah. Looking forward to it. And I was really tempted to put the actual first book, Red Rising, here because it was such a new, different thing. It was emotionally Uh gripping. But at the end of the day, this is a series that builds upon itself. And each book is kind of better than the last. So just came out this past year. Lightbringer Uh takes my official actual spot here. Nice. Everything you've said about that series just gets me more and more excited to read it. I'm sure I'll get to that one in 2024. Ooh, we're up to our top two. Mm -hmm. The best of the best. For me, number two, we're going to bring John Palladino back in here. Buzzard's Mm -hmm. Bowl, book two, uh, The Tragedy of Sedane. So you had, down in honorable mention, the first book, The Trials Mm -hmm. of Ashmount, which I really enjoyed. But here's The Trials of Ashmount. Here's Buzzard's Bowl. It takes a huge step up. Far better. And I liked The Trials of Ashmount, but Buzzard's Bowl, man, he's hit his stride as an author. He's just nailing it. It's so good. I really enjoyed it. It's grimdark, though I've talked with John. You know, he maybe leans more into grim hope. You know, Hmm. there's hope for things. But, man, there's a lot of grim going on. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sitting here going, I don't know how much hope there was in the first book. (sighs) Oh, come on. The ending is full of hope. I saw more there was hope throughout it that got crushed by the end. (laughs) So, Buzzard's Bowl, do go on to read this, Zach, because your feel of this series will increase tremendously when you've got book two under your belt. I don't know when book three is coming out. He's actively working on it. He's written lots of pages, but I don't know if he's done yet. John, respond to this. I know you follow our content. You'll watch this video. Let us know. Where does it fall? Okay. Uh, You know, let me know. Should we be looking for it next year? Can I get that arc? Because I want (laughs) to read it and review it for our fans. What's your number two, Zach? So my number two would have been my number one Hmm. had I read it all during 2023. But I felt it was unfair to put this book as my number one of 2023, considering I only read about 300 of the 1,200 pages this year. The rest, so it's I a read, single book. It's a single book. You started in December of last year. But I started in December of last year. And that's your reason. I didn't feel like I could put it as okay. my number one. Okay, respect. And so for that reason, my number two slot goes to Rhythm of War. By Brendan Sanderson. Uh, it would have been my number one. Of war. But it just wasn't fair. It's the best of the Stormlight Archive. Not everybody agrees with that. I do. I love it. I don't want to have to pick which one I like the best. <laughs> don't put me on the spot. For me, they have gotten better with each book. But I know some people who really like Oathbringer and feel Rhythm of War is a step down. Like, Okay. I don't know. The la- literally the last page of the book got me freaking out. So. <laughs> All right. That brings us to number one. My whole room shakes as I do that. For me, come on. Anybody who's been following us, there's no shock here. My number one, 
is from Malazan Book of the Fallen. I have spent so much time in this series. I've been enjoying it, and I have picked a best for me, and that's book five of the core series, Midnight Tides. It's a, a tone different from the other four books that came mm -hmm. before it. It really feels very separate from the rest of the books. It's an amazing story. It's a weird story. It's a humorous story. There's so many elements in this one that I, I just loved. I've loved everything in Malazan, though. So this really represents the entire series in my experience. I'm going to spend a lot of 2024 still in Malazan Book of the Fallen. But Midnight Tides, you get the number one. Well done, Steven Erickson. Shout out up there on the side, you see. I've read my first E.N.C. Esselmont book from Malazan, which is Night of Knives. Much shorter than the four core books. This is a corollary series. It was a hoot. Totally love that. I have an episode out on that, too. So they can go check it out. Uh, but, oh, so good. Malazan, man. Malazan. <laughs> I'll get there. I'm, time. I'm partway through you're, book you're one. You're in danger, man, because Malazan. Wow. It's right there. Mm, I got I to gotta read more, but it might become my best favorite series of all. That's big. I know. All right. Bated breath. What is Zachary David Scriven's number one? That is my full legal name, correct. Which I usually only used when you were in trouble. But that was usually your mother. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, it, as I said earlier, it's been a year of book twos for me. Book two in a lot of series were my favorite within the series. And so my first pick, my best book of the year, goes to a book two. The second book in Matthew Stover's Acts of Cain, Blade of Taishal. Nice. Another thing high on my TBR. It was so good. There are so <laughs> many parts of it that are so bad in a good way or so good in a good way. Painful moments, heroic moments, disgusting moments, but all that just led to me going, I'm going to enjoy reading the next books. And I did. And until I realized I had to only limit one book per series, another one of the later books was on my top 10. But I didn't need more books after this. This was just, I'm good. This was amazing. Everything you were looking for. It's nice. a great book. Yeah, I'm excited. You have directly inspired me to be energetic and excited for both the Red Rising series and the Acts of Cain. They already were on my TBR, but your enthusiasm for them has helped me. Now, talk to me about Malazan, because I know you've been reading Gardens of the Moon. Where, where are we at, I'm dude? I'm still at like 30-something percent. It's I don't a tough read fast on my through. phone. It's a tough book to get through. It, my phone is like the last option to read. So mm, it's my first. <laughs> I'm doing physical or audiobook, and then eventually I get to, yeah, I'm just reading on my phone because it's an awkward time and setting for me to do any of the others or something. So I really just get to it last. Now your mother has for a long time been a uh, Apple iBooks reader instead of a Kindle reader, but phone is her primary. She has switched though. She's been converted Kindle. That's what she's reading now on her, on her phone. Um, I read what's cheaper slash I have access to. Have you looked into Kindle Unlimited? 
I signed up this past month. Like I said, ton of things there, man. Are my like slowest and worst form of reading, so it would be a waste for me ultimately. Mm. Unlike you, I don't get stuck on physical books in the same way. Nah, I get stuck on my phone. It's the same thing, but reverse, which is weird because I'm the young one. Yeah, comparatively, he's weird. Well, and your sister too likes real books. Like, I have a lot of real books. I've moved them all over the country. They're heavy. I you know like what it is. E-books. Um, we can see the letters. I can see the letters fine when I can blow them up as large as I want. Exactly. We don't need that for our physical books. Hmm. All right. This has been a delightful review of some really good books. I'm going to give a shout out to all these authors in the, you know, details of the show. All down there and and stuff. So they will know. We applaud you. We thank you for giving us some fun stuff to enjoy. This is, uh, yeah, thank you. Good job. That's a round of applause. Yes. Very nice. Uh, Keep up the good work, especially those of you who are self-published who made these lists. Because, man, that's rough. It's hard doing the self-published thing. Uh, Speaking of... My friend Eric Hahn, who you have met, read, met, not read. I haven't read yet. Met. Would you like to? I I've, do have I'll that get there first book. His first book, Jake the Dragon Talker, is out there and selling like hotcakes. It's really doing well. It's not in my top 10, but it was fantastic. I enjoyed it. But it's written for, you know, like ages 10 to 12. You can enjoy it when you're older, too. But it, the sweet spot is the younger age. His next book's going to be even better. Okay, I've got nothing else to say here. Do you have anything else to say? Not here. (laughs) Not here. We're going to record another episode soon, so that's all we'll save our talking for for today on this episode. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll talk to you next time.